Shut up, I love it. Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through And if I hold out, I know I can make it through Shut up, I love it! Sasha, what is this? This is a podcast, Joe And oh. you are you are Joe Cabello And uh, I am Sasha Filer And this is... What is it, Joe? It's shut up, I love it I don't just say shut up because I'm an asshole I say it because that's part of the show. And uh, we keep saying it the whole show. Shut up, I love it. Shut up, I love it. Which is the show when we uh, talk about something with a special guest that they love, deeply care about, but the rest of the world does not love at all. Or forgot about it. Or any of that kind. We will discuss what this specifically is. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I I am... (laughs) I am just killing it already, crushing it. <laughs> Joining us today, she is a writer who was recently chosen to participate in the Outfest Screenwriting Lab. Big, big honor. In addition to TV writing, she's also an essayist and journalist and has bylines in places like Vice, Refinery29, Hello Giggles, and more. Welcome, Amanda Kaur. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here. Welcome and shut up. I love it. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> Amanda, please tell us what was this Joe was singing in the beginning slash what are we here to talk about? I was so delighted to hear Joe singing the theme song for Degrassi, one of mm. the most uh, foundational television shows of, of my life. Oh my gosh. Wow. Great, great way to put it. Foundational, mm-hmm. I think. Seems so accurate. For those who have never seen it, what is Degrassi? How would you describe it? I would describe Degrassi as a teen soap. It is made for teens, starring teens. It was on The N, which was a, I think it was um, a version, like a a teen version of Nickelodeon, like a a little bit older children's programming channel. Very cool. The The N. And it was made in Canada. Um... Most people probably know it as the TV show that Drake was on as a teenager. Um, And I think it was about 14 seasons in the early 2000s, um, started around then, and portrayed quite dramatically various uh, teen things that would happen to teenagers. So it was a teen drama made in Canada. uh, And up. Part of a lineage, too. The the next generation is what we're talking about, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. That's a great this. point. Yeah, specifically, I'm specifically f- referring to the next generation because that's what was on the end. But um, Degrassi started, I think, as like an after school special um, with four longer episodes. And then the creator, who Linda Schuyler, uh, she was formerly a junior high teacher and really wanted to portray teenage lives and make that into television and the after school specials did so well that they turned it into the original Degrassi which I think was on in the 80s yeah I think late 80s early 90s something like that so this is the second and then of course there is um, the next class the series (laughs) after that are you I know we're going to talk about the next generation mostly but um, are you fans of the others at all 
Um, I've only seen a few episodes of the the Netflix one, and it honestly didn't resonate with me as much as the original. I think just because I kind of aged out of it, and I was missing, you know, the original cast that I grew up with, and wanted mm-hmm. and wanted them there. I've seen some of the '80s just because I was curious about it, since a lot of the adult actors in Next Generation were the teenagers in the the first Degrassi, but specifically the thing that I am telling everyone um, to shut up because I love it so much is Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, similar yeah. for me too. I was very into the the N. You just read my mind. I was going to ask you, <laughs> how are you, Joe, familiar with Degrassi? And you already offering it all away. Yeah, I mean, this. I was so excited for someone to talk about this <laughs> because I loved this show. And I even loved The Next Class. I've never watched the original. And The Next Class does have a lot of the Degrassi people from Next Generation in it, too. So that's fun. They continue going and next class is the netflix one the most recent uh netflix and i think it was on some other networks too and now that Mm -hmm. they just a great week to come on because they just announced uh, hbo max degrassi i know i'm so excited i went and like i'm excited and worried (laughs) i mean i'm worried regardless we're going to be entertained so yeah we will be watching regardless of everything (laughs) so some of us will uh, you will be, Sasha. I'm going to make it a new podcast that you and I host, going episode by episode. But yes, I love this series so much. It, I was there when Jimmy got shot. I was there through it all, watching the episodes that he like, chose Like, as it was broadcast, are you saying? Or? Uh, well, on the end, I, I think, what, I could be wrong, but I think what was on the end might have even been like a second broadcast mm-hmm. wave of the original Canadian broadcast of it. But I don't know, you know, because Canada's doing their thing. Yeah. Broadcasting places mm-hmm. that we don't even have. They're so lucky over there. Um, but yes, uh, I just, I watched it the first, when it was at least aired on the end. I was there. It, it was shocking. It was shocking when he became Drake. I was shocked last night when um, I saw him getting shot for the first time. Because guess what? I have not seen Degrassi until I had seen the graphic for this podcast. And I saw, well, Amanda kindly, you gave us two parts of two episodes to watch, but I watched full episodes, meaning like both parts for each episode for the storylines about abortion, Manny's abortion, and then um, Jimmy's getting shot by, what is it, Ricky? Rick, Rick, yeah. Rick. Rick, yeah. come on! And then Rick. I watched like one more episode <laughs> to see how the Rick fall, like fall the fallout of Rick. Oh thing. wow, you and got Jimmy into it, which was not good at all. No. Like I was like, wow, she really gave the good ones because it was like they were just on the beach, and like he, one of the the guy who shot Rick felt suicidal. Yeah, yeah, That's I really you know gave you some about? light light topics to cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the two parters were really in my opinion, some of the best ones. So I'm I'm grateful that you've seen it, um, Joe, and that you watched both of the full parts because I, I know I kind of cheated in sending you half episodes. No, but I appreciate it because, um, yeah, that was definitely worth it to see both parts. And then I also did re-watch, turns out, because turns out Sasha in the past had seen the pilot for the Netflix Degrassi and oh. thumbs down it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but the new Sasha was like, eh, 
and gave a thumbs up to the pilot. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> mm, isn't that interesting? Interesting. We'll find out more in the ratings yeah. how I really feel. But yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I had fun watching it. Yeah, I had fun watching Degrassi. It was interesting to me because I always hear Degrassi, Degrassi. It's the thing that people talk about. But I'd never seen Degrassi. So finally, I saw Degrassi, and it's very exciting. Like, like I finally, it's like Moby Dick when you finally read it, and you're like, Moby <laughs> Dick. And then you finally read it, you're like, what a pile of garbage. Like, it's <laughs> incomprehensible. But th- now you well, have read it's Moby obvious Dick. Moby Duck Dick is way <laughs> lesser than Degrassi. <laughs> Considering yeah. um, this mixture of Sasha kind of was aware of it, I am, I am a big lover of it. What category do you think this fa- show falls into to where you would love to to express your love for it? I, I really think it's misunderstood. I think that a lot of people just kind of write it off as another teen drama, teen television show. And I, I brought it up to people before and they're like, oh, yeah, I never watched it. But it seems like really dramatic and kind of cliche. And I think Degrassi really paved the way for some shows that um, talk about teenage issues and especially watching it as a teenager, it it like brought light into my world. Even though it was such a dark show, it was one of the first shows that I had seen talk about those kinds of issues um, so frankly and what felt like pretty honestly. So I think Degrassi's very misunderstood. Yeah, it's a very... It, um, the Manny episode where she's pregnant, it's a very complicated story of teen pregnancy mm-hmm. where the guy wants spoilers to by the way the for, Degrassi yeah. Yeah. Next for all of 14 seasons <laughs> <clears throat> but he wants to keep the baby for this really complex reason of him ne- not having a family and having that background and then manny wants to get rid of it and it's it's not what you would expect from just like we got to do a, an abortion episode what should we do so i think that's why the show does so well and it might have these cliche situations but i don't even agree with that it's it takes these very like i don't know the the teen situations that exist and then does them in really interesting and deep ways yeah i agree and i i picked the abortion episode um just because one while abortion I don't think should be a big deal, um, certainly it is, especially in the 2000s, and putting abortion in television um, has always stirred some sort of dialogue. And with Manny being so young, we really watch her journey. Um, for those who haven't seen Degrassi, she's 14. She she finds out she's pregnant um, through her new boyfriend. And at first, she thinks she wants to keep it, and he's very excited, very supportive, um, and she starts realizing what what being pregnant is going to be like and what sort of experiences she's going to miss out on and that she won't be able to sort of have a normal life and she wants to travel and, and study fashion and do all these exciting things. And you really watch the wheels in her head start to turn. And even though the people around her are kind of not supporting her decision and not encouraging her to have the abortion, um, she goes through with it. And I think seeing a 14-year-old girl do that is really empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it not be for religious reasons or all these things that usually come up. It is kind of these weirder avenues, more interesting avenues, rather. I should also say it. that I saw the pilot for Degrassi, The Next Generation. And, um, yeah, Manny 
she stood out even in the pilot. Like I, I liked her character, even though she's kind of like a sidekick to Emma. But I was like, well, she kind of steals the scenes, and uh, it was nice to see her having a big part in such an important episode. Yeah, there's um, there's another episode that I really wanted to send you you both um joe you've probably seen it but it's another iconic manny episode where she decides she wants to be hot so Mm -hmm. she wears a thong to school and it's like sparks all of this controversy and there's this scene with her like baby j-lo walking down the hall wearing a thong and just iconic that sounds that sounds like a what the pilot for the netflix uh show ripped off in terms of the butt she stuffs uh, a bunch of like padding in her butt to make her butt look bigger so the guy in class likes her <gasps> that sounds like the ripoff of the g-string they just made it like oh for this generation we're gonna use the ass yeah because butts are in now the like kardashian era it's all about the butts <laughs> butts are the next brains or the brains are the next butts i don't know it's, there's a lot of wisdom in that pilot that i picked up on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i do remember that quote from that that pilot but i would say i think they're different because uh one is manny's uh kind of empowerment misplaced or not and the other one it comes from a place of feeling like she's not enough for Mm -hmm. her boyfriend so she has to stuff her butt so i do think uh it's not quite at the heart the same but i'm a degrassi scholar so what can i say i can't (laughs) i can't believe it you know way too much about the show in my opinion but what do i know well i really grew up with it so what was your first experience amanda with the show like when did you discover it Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I actually found Degrassi on my own. I had a friend from Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout growing up. Um, I think I maybe was 11 or 12, who wanted to watch Daria at our sleepovers. And um, for those who don't know, Daria was a cartoon um, about this apathetic teenager who she wasn't popular, she wasn't a dork, but she was just extremely apathetic and had a great taste in music. So that was on the end, and I got really into Daria and then started watching it at home by myself, and Degrassi was always on. It was always on, and I think it was either on after Daria or before Daria, but I started watching it, and I was the kind of kid who, like, I like really wanted to watch adult programming. My parents wouldn't let me watch Sex in the City. Um, I once, like, took a copy of American Pie and put it in the Madeline case and took it home from Blockbuster just so I could, like, (laughs) feel privy to some sort of adult, like, teenage content. Um, And so Degrassi was a show that I was allowed to watch because it was on the end. It was safe. It was starring teenagers. It was okay. And they did these, um, Joe, I don't know if you ever did this, but they did these, like, all-night Degrassi marathons where they would start it at, like, 4 p.m. on a Friday and it would go all weekend. It was on so much. You couldn't avoid it if you got the N. Degrassi was constantly on. I think even now they have... Have you heard of Pluto TV? I haven't, actually. It's just like a free streaming television. Uh, So it has channels. But the channels are things like just Catfish, the TV show, and Degrassi. Like where it just plays that show. 24 7 and it feels no different than the end (laughs) oh that's how much degrassi was playing amazing i know one thing there's one terrible actor in that show on the next just one generation yeah there's one unwatchable but it's like it's not to say that the next generation is bad because she is from the old show caitlin i hate watch her she is so bad oh my god like 
at me. She is. My I, God. Oh my God. She's the worst actor. Like she's so like. There's something terrible going on. We must go to Degrassi. <laughs> like she's <just> like, <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> like well, when they're like she was a child happening. teen actor. Then they force her into the show. Maybe she just didn't keep up on her acting skills. <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> it really stood out for me. Because other people are like pretty charming. The ones that are like leftovers from the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bald dude. Oh, I love he's the bald dude. On fire. The bald dude is great. Yeah. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's I don't know what's <laughs> going on with him. <laughs> he's great. Uh, yeah, he was like the hottie of the 80s, right? I, I assume. He's like the hottie of the 2000s, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, I mean, there was an episode, Wind Doves Cry, which was another great one, where it's mm. early Degrassi and uh, Craig, the one who gets Manny pregnant, um, he's living with his abusive father and Joey is his stepdad and finds out what's going on and takes him in. And it's this like really beautiful episode about family and, you know, boundaries and sticking up for yourself. And Joey just is such a hero in it and such a sweet, sweet man. What's, what's, who is the daddy? uh, Sorry. Who is the mommy of Craig's? Like which, which lady did he hook up with? She's passed, I believe. She's <gasps> Oh yeah, it's yeah. the one that passed. Yeah. That's why he wants the Those baby related. so bad mm-hmm. is because mm. both of his parents died. I mean, the, the the soap opera of it all like definitely makes you get really sucked in and then this happens and then this happens. It's, it's always something. Like, mm-hmm. It's always something brewing. It's brewing. Oh my god. Now I get it. I mean, yeah, I guess I would have liked it a lot too if I was a teenager watching it, for sure. I can see that. I can see all nostalgia and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it was so foundational, like you had said, Amanda. So do you do you think people could benefit from or teens could have and would benefit from watching Degrassi? Or do you think it's just good entertainment? I really do think teens could benefit from that type of television show. I mean, there's there's a lot of content available for teenagers and um, Degrassi, while it's not a total like it's not a literal interpretation of high school i don't think there's like a dramatic thing happening each week at average high schools shows like hannah montana and even stevens aren't necessarily also accurate you know depictions of of high school or junior high and Mm -hmm. so having shows like degrassi sort of to balance that out i think give kids like a very um honest sort of portrayal into topics that might not not necessarily be talked about and that was I mean I was pretty young when I watched it so that was my first exposure to those those types of things and I think a lot of teenagers learn about like sex and drugs um and bodies like through through television so to have one like Degrassi that's not really that's almost kind of neutral because it's showing like how teenagers would react to that sort of thing is actually pretty safe Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't feel sensationalist. It didn't feel like the drama is there just to, you know, throw in drama and make sure it's like a soap opera. It really felt like, no, this is super dramatic. We get that. But it's also very rooted. And that's what I really enjoyed about the show. And I think I got a lot out of it as a young guy. You saw a lot about, like, mental health in it, about sex, about just even the simple bullying and things of that nature. I think it was, pro- I probably would be a worse person without watching it. I do believe that. 
I'll also say, like, that, first of all, that is super precious, and I agree, because it's, like, the the episode that I sent you guys where Jimmy gets shot, I don't think, I could have not fathomed what a school shooting would have been like, and to sort of have that window into it. I was rewatching it today, actually, to get ready for this, and I started to cry, (laughs) because it's so sad, and it... I was shook. I was shook, for sure. Intense. Yeah, it's... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's pointing the gun at Emma, and you're just like, "Oh, geez, this, this feels, yeah. this feels heavy, and anything can happen here." But then Emma's mom is hugging her, and you know, after everybody's safe, and I'm like, "That's not how." <laughs> the older <laughs> actors are not good on the show. Like, she's like, she's like it's okay holding her i'm like no you'd be like freaking out if your daughter had a gun pointed at her a couple hours ago she's like it's okay don't talk about about my daughter in front of her or something like that. we'll get ice cream <laughs> yeah there's definitely like it's like they're from a different era which they are and like so the acting is a little bit from a different era um and nobody knows and the thing is like none of them has done anything besides degrassi i think like that's the except drake so, like, I mean, from, like, both younger and older, I think, generation, like, many of them kind of, Degrassi is, like, their thing for the rest of their life, right? Well, there's been a cut, like, Nina Dobrev was mm. Degrassi. She's a Degrassi? Uh, there was, mm-hmm. there's a couple, uh, Moms. a couple other actresses that have come out that have done some more stuff, but mm-hmm. Drake kind of overshadows everybody oh, yeah. as far as success One of the goes. richest people <laughs> in entertainment. Were you yeah. so excited, Amanda, with the I'm Upset video by Drake? Oh my gosh, yeah. That was, because I, I love Drake, so that was a fusion of just, like, two things that I was incredibly passionate about, and it's, you know, nostalgic, but also cool, and Big fan. Yeah, Rick's back, and it all it all came together. I know. I should rewatch that tonight to like put a button on um, having rewatched <laughs> Time Stand Still today because that was just very saddening. It's tragic. So, should we talk about why? Like, I feel like we talked about it. Why other people may not connect with Degrassi, um, and I can give my two cents but i think you would be the expert there <laughs> out of the three how of do you us no we don't know we don't know how you, i you, just you don't gave... think you'll match me and amanda's love for no Degrassi, I'm, there's definitely so. like a fan girl and boy thing going on and i'm just <laughs> like all right um nostalgically you're all very connected to this, <laughs> and i love that um but no i think the story the storytelling is great and and i i think it's just it's I don't know how today's teenagers would relate to it, and I wouldn't know, but it's just the style of that filmmaking. It feels very aged, like it's aged pretty non-gracefully in the sense that like it's just very TV, a lot of close-ups. It's just like, oh my God, the close-ups, every shot is a close-up. I was just getting dizzy. I remember watching the pilot. I'm like, and there's the hand on the computer and there's like a, a piece of her earring, like for some reason. There's just, it's like trying to create this intimate feeling, but I think... 
we're like in a different place maybe cinematically i i think it's hard to watch in this like kind of turn off the it's old tv even though it's not that old but for some reason it's very tv i don't know it's a, it's like 20 years old so it's old some of the episodes That's, last yeah but, but it's not like we're not talking like 80s like super old like just garbage yeah. I, I don't know yeah i, I don't know so i think that's that's what's hard about it and um, but i think but i think once you give it a chance at least maybe the greatest hits episodes people would connect like when i watched the non not important episode not important episode that like it was just like a follow-up to Jimmy. Because I was like, what's happening to Jimmy? And I Googled and I found out what happened to Jimmy. It was very upset. Not really. But you know what I mean. For like two seconds, I was upset. And I was like, okay, so the next episode is going to be about Jimmy. Zero Jimmy. Just like <laughs> them on the beach. And I was like, oh, so that's what like the everyday Degrassi looks like. And I was like, okay, maybe not as exciting. But the greatest hits are like awesome. So I think like if just watching, binging it, I don't know how it would work. But to watch Greatest Hits, I think people would benefit from it a lot. There are a lot of episodes. So, Amanda, what would your <laughs> um, suggestion to somebody who's a newbie going into it? Would you just search out specific episodes or tell them to start from the beginning or a specific season? Honestly, I, I love Degrassi, but I do agree with Sasha that it does not age entirely well like I went back and watched a few and thought oh wow this wasn't as dramatic as I remember it sort of like eating I don't know a cosmic brownie later in life like you Mm -hmm. appreciate it for the nostalgia factor but it doesn't hit the same buttons that it did when you were nine or ten or whatever um so I would pick like the knockout episodes I would probably give somebody a list of two episodes each season just so they could get the groundwork um, but you know, then I feel like I would be explaining everything because there are mm-hmm. little nuances that sort of happen throughout this season. Like, um, in, in time stands still, there's this one part where Sean protects Emma. She's, she's about to get shot. The gun is pointed towards her mm-hmm. and Sean stands in front of her. And there's such a rich history between those two characters. They were like the Ross and Rachel of early years of Degrassi. So that's a really important thing to yeah. To I missed the whole know. thing. I figured, yeah, I figured there's some kind of deep connection that I'm missing out on. Yeah, do they ever hook up? What's the deal? Yeah, they're they're um each other's. They kiss each other at the end of season one. Spoiler alert! At um okay. Emma's wedding, they have a kiss and they date. And then Sean goes from being like a little bit of a bad boy to very bad boy, and they break up because Emma's. Greenpeace and does well in school, um, so they they unfortunately break up after having some young love. Yeah, and I think uh, the handsome bald man is all over the place with the ladies. Like he's like up and down with like there's like four different ladies, right? From what I understand, because I read his bio, I'm like, let's see what do they give to like one character. I'm always curious. Like for 14 seasons, what were they doing? Like, and they just give him like, well, we're gonna like make him be like with this lady A and then she's gonna go lady B but then he's gonna go back to lady A and then he gets lady C who dies so then he's lonely but then lady B wants him back it's just like crazy like he's got a tragic life (laughs) but like very rich as rich as it gets that's a good point I don't think I appreciated the adult storylines as much as I do now than I did when mm-hmm. I was, you know, a teenager. Because all I cared about was the teenagers and rewatching this. I'm like, oh man, you know, 
this is real. Like, he's trying to sell his house and his girlfriend buys it for him because he doesn't make enough money. It's like, that would be a conversation in an adult relationship. And then she picks up the phone and says, there's something happening to Grassy. We must go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they told her, like, the buses stopped working or something. And they had to go big. The intensity <laughs> went from three to four. Yeah. Um, and her diction was impeccable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the single take. They call her the single take actress. But just she refuses to do another one. Yeah. Do you have a favorite character or several characters? Ooh, that is a really good question. So um, when I first started watching it, I loved Emma and I loved Sean. I ha- had a crush on Sean. I thought he was mm. like such a, like, a bad boy. He was misunderstood. He was the you know James Dean of the group, the Holden Caulfield. And I thought their relationship was very, very sweet and was rooting for it. Um, I really like Paige, who's the popular girl. And she's kind of one-dimensional. Huh. Um until the end of, I think the, it's at the end of the second season, or somewhere in the second season, she gets raped, and it's, like, really very, very, very sad, and it, the arc that her character does after that is really interesting, and um, she sh- just becomes incredibly three-dimensional. Um, I watched this weekend Degrassi Goes Hollywood, which was the Degrassi movie, and she's one of the main characters in that, um, which was which was really fun. And then I really like Jimmy because he's hot and he's a good friend. And he kind of goes around in the different groups. You know, you see him making friends with everybody. And, you know, it's just so fun to go back and watch that. No, Jimmy's a great come. character. He's mm-hmm. the star. They make him the star. He's like the star basketball player, raps, is nice to people. He's he goes man. from one side to another. Like, it's it's much more interesting to follow the character who's like, oh, he's a bad dude. Actually, he's a good dude. He was just with the wrong people, and he's now defending the good people. Like, it's it's a great journey. Yeah, he, he's, he's really awesome. I read an interview that was talking about how he started to get, um, like, becoming Drake, and he was doing his music career with his acting career. And he didn't really tell Degrassi that he was doing that. He would go from filming to recording and would sleep in, like, nap in the dressing room. So he wasn't really sleeping at all. And then they found out that he was doing both. I'm not sure if they thought it was, like, affecting his performance or anything, but they kind of gave him a choice of which one to pursue, and he picked Becoming Drake. Talk about the right choice. And I... (laughs) <laughs> if I, and I, I'm asking for that choice to come and fall in my lap. Because <laughs> I think there was somebody else, like, which character was like, I can do better than that. And they quit. It might be the hot bald man. I don't know. And then like nothing happened to him. Mm-hmm. Like he stopped. He's like, I want to do some other things from just grassy. And like nothing happened to him. Like no more parts. So I think it's it's always a risk you take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes also, a lot of energy to bust out of the Canadian circuit, even with Degrassi <laughs> on your and around your belt. I also think there's a story about Drake being upset that his character is in the wheelchair for the most part of the show, and he he basically told like, "Either you get me my character out of the wheelchair, or I quit." Oh. 
Interesting. It was like a hot goss that I read online. Who knows if it's true, but it's online. Oh, I yeah, there's like two stories floating around now. I wonder what the the real one is. That makes sense. I, yeah, and didn't his um the most of his rap storyline happen in the wheelchair or is that memory failing me? I think it did cuz he couldn't play basketball like as much although i think he did play basketball i honestly can't remember it like came from his pain he started rapping or yeah something. yeah and i so he's like trying to get it in but he's like i can't really show people that i'm the rapper that i'm going to be on tv if i'm in the wheelchair then i think it's really crossing too many wires you know people are, if you're like playing what your career is going to be <laughs> but you're so different yeah, I think that probably would have kind of made him not want to be in the wheelchair mm-hmm. or else people are going to connect that. You're the wheelchair rapper. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's already kind of, I mean, I think so many people, especially Degrassi fans, connect him to that. They're like, oh, that show where Drake is in a wheelchair. And it's like, well, there's there's a lot of depth there. So, <laughs> What's the name of the character who is Emma's mom? Spike? Yeah, I think Spike was also misunderstood by the fans. And it just makes me wonder, is it the Canadian fans? They just don't get it? I don't know. Sorry, if you're Canadian, I love you. Misunderstood. Uh, (laughs) Misunderstood Canadian friends. Trevor, you're the best. But no, uh, they were like sending her clothes for the baby. Like they were identifying, like they were just like, you probably are a single mom in real life too. Oh, interesting. It's very interesting. It's interesting you say that, too, because one of the characters, Ellie, who wasn't really in either of these two episodes, she's the redhead who's at the very beginning of the theme song. There's a scene Mm -hmm. with her in, like, a self-harm cutting practice that develops um, because she's dealing with an alcoholic mother and her father's in Afghanistan. um, And she, like, starts practicing self-harm and she is reported that she would go to signings and like other girls would, you know, admit their struggle with that to her. And she like felt bad because while she had like, I think mental illness problems, she couldn't totally empathize with that. She wasn't in real life doing that. So it's interesting how like deeply fans connected with it and almost interpreted it as reality. Cause it kind of felt real. I mean, they're, they were so young. They weren't like 20-year-olds playing 13-year-olds. They were actually 13-year-olds. And you really grew up with them as well. It, it was almost like a, a before sunrise, after sunset type of experiment. Um, was that director that does those movies? Um, oh, that- uh, Linklater? Link yeah, yeah, yeah. Link yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a Linklater experiment where it's like, we're going to be with these actors for... Boyhood. Ten of their hugest growing years, developmental years. Um, so when you see that, you really, you really do believe the characters are uh, who the real people. Joe, do you have a character who you would like most identify with? You know how, like in Sex in the City, they're like, "Oh, you're a Carrie, a Miranda, or Charlotte." Do you do you have one who you would be? Oh, you know what? I don't think so. Like I. You look back when you were watching it as a teen and you're probably wrong about who you were. Like, I can't even remember who I identified with. But, like, when you're that age, 
you end up just being the better version of yourself or like mm-hmm. I'm the Jimmy <laughs> and <laughs> you're you're not. So I don't remember who I ever thought I identified with. Um maybe Spinner. Ooh. Kind of like punk class clown. Yeah. That's something cool. like that. That's what cool. about you, Amanda? Idiot. Uh, <laughs> I I think I would be half Manny and half Liberty. <laughs> Because wow. I was painfully awkward in middle school. Like, at least for sixth and seventh grade. I had really curly hair. I didn't know what to do with. I had glasses. I had, like, a sweating problem. So my underarms always had sweat I still do. On. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I feel less alone. Um, and But at the same time, I was still, like, so ready to not be a teenager anymore. Like, I wanted to sneak out. I wanted to do drugs. I wanted to kiss everybody like so i could really empathize with like manny wanting to be hot and going and buying you know a thong from the store i don't know if you remember or knew of spencer's the the store and the mall that would sell Mm. like adult stuff and hot topic like i felt so cool buying stuff from there but at the same time i was just so so awkward until around like eighth grade when i got contacts and a hair straightener and i kind of figured out how to at least appear cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> same same for me. That's what I was doing in Siberia. Hair straightener and contacts. Those are the two things that changed my life. Not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that's amazing. how you would cook your meat in Siberia with a hair straightener. You'd, a, that's all you guys one. had. A, <laughs> a Russian joke. Um, I actually like, I don't know who I'd identify with most. Definitely not with Caitlin and her addiction. <laughs> Uh, no, I would really, I really enjoyed Toby. Mm. I don't know what to tell you. He's a sweetie. Toby, I just like the fucker. I feel, I think he's a good actor, first of all. Then he looks like a friend of mine that I grew up with, that I really like. He is no longer on this plane, but, uh, made me think of him. And yeah, no, he's, I don't know, just fucking like that guy. He's like the voice of reason, but like not in an annoying way, but in a vulnerable way. Mm-hmm. So I like that guy. Yeah, he's and he plays such a hard role in the time stand still the the episode where um Jimmy gets shot. Um cuz he's Rick's friend and Rick is the the one who shoots Jimmy and um brings the gun to school. And to focus on his character in that episode I think was a really smart choice because Toby's reaction to it goes from protecting Rick and uh like standing up for him to just being so confused and, you know, declaring he's not my friend and still grappling with his grief. And that, I think, is a is a complicated story, and I'm glad it gets told. What happens to Toby? Tell me, tell me more. He, honestly, I he's one of the ones I kind of forget. Um, his other best friend dies, which is really sad. JT gets mm. stabbed. Um, and One of the other tragic deaths and the yeah. injuries and deaths. It was really like Game of Thrones in that way. They just, you just never knew who was going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And even after time stands still, you didn't know if, if um, Jimmy was going to make yeah, it. Yeah, he was going to mm-hmm. make it or not. There is a really good episode at, in the first season um, with Toby where him and JT, who are best friends, um, 
think they're taking ecstasy and they get the ecstasy they get the quote unquote ecstasy from sean but in reality it's tylenol so they're like having this like fake Mm. drug experience and meanwhile ashley who's the one who outs manny's pregnancy takes the ecstasy and basically blows her life up in one night wow it's a really intense episode (laughs) it is it's it's super intense and sad episode for jimmy too because uh him and ashley are dating and she like says some mean things to him and they break up so Mm. he gets a lot of he gets a lot of like tough circumstances throughout the series wow (laughs) maybe you'll start from the beginning i say start from the beginning if you're gonna watch the show yeah anybody ah yeah i i changed my answer because it's just there's too many there's too many like little quirks that you'd miss out on if you just watch the big ones and what happened? Why aren't we so into the Netflix one besides the fact that it's just a different generation? Is there anything else that was not gelling for you all? Um, I, I feel like the cheese factor turned up a little bit on it. And, a little it, bit. and it felt a little like, dis, I guess, disauthentic. Um, to me, almost more Disney Channel and more... Like a little more goofy than very much uh, cute, right? Mm-hmm. It was a little too cute. Mm-hmm. It was a little too cute, and you can see them kind of picking up with the times. Like I'm glad they're like talking about like what it's like to be trans on that on that like new um, series because the first one didn't do that, and I mean even the first one was kind of is kind of dated and didn't super age well. Like I was rewatching it, and there are some things that I rewatching it as an adult I'm like well you know and I you know I I'm just not as gelling with a Netflix one I think because it feels like it's trying a little too hard if that makes sense yeah I also want to say that there is a transgender uh next next generation character because I remember reading about it and that was like a one of the some episode that got attention Oh, critically. Maybe I didn't make it that far because I kind of. I, Adam Torres. I kind of um, dropped out at some point, so I bet I missed that one. Yeah, Adam Torres on Degrassi: The Next Generation. So there you go. But yes, uh, probably a whole new way to tell that story for the younger generation. I did like the the Next Generation. I thought it was written really clever or the next class i thought there was some clever writing in it and it stayed to the heart of the show i thought um but i think it's one of those hard things because we grew up with it then you watch the new thing that isn't necessarily for you and you grew up with it so it's like easy to go watch the next generation and then it's baked in nostalgia you look past just what it is because of that so I wonder how the new one on HBO will feel, too, being completely new. I hope they when don't it, make it so gritty. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, the show is already able to have this tone that isn't super, like, gritty and dark and euphoria. euphoria. Not another yeah. euphoria. It's mm-hmm. not euphoria, but it still tackles the issues with as much uh, expertise and precision. Yeah. So I I hope it doesn't, like, totally change what the show is. Is it in the making? Like, is it something that they just started talking about, or is it coming out soon? Uh, Since it's been announced, I imagine it's probably already written and everything. 
yeah time things go move fast in hollywood we know how it is well you know it's like that thing where they say new shows announced and everyone's like i want to write for that and you're like, right the and writing like, room oh, was no, no, six no. months ago <laughs> yes, Come yeah. on. really quickly i looked up the like what season um adam torres was in and it was 2011 and they said mm-hmm. it was the first television show to have a reoccurring trans character which is pretty like it that's another reason why i love degrassi is because they they broke so many like rules that needed to be broken and the um the episode that i sent you both the accidents will happen manny's abortion episode i remember that wasn't even allowed in the united states for two years because it was a big thing to watch that episode you had to either find it like through the the darkness of the internet or you had to wait till it came out on on dvd but they they definitely censored it and like there was a petition circulated i remember that like it was arguing that like we had a right to watch it and then finally the accidents will happen (laughs) showed up you know degrassi fans were vicious they had a whole there was a whole forum because this was the year of forums where you could just go onto message boards and circulate a petition, and then you got the episode. God bless them. God bless them. God em. bless. <laughs> That's how we always move on to the ratings, by saying God bless. Joe, would you explain to us, to me, how the rating system works? I will. The rating system works like this. We are going to rate Degrassi the next generation on a scale of 0 to 10 using something else as a comparison. Or I learned recently question mark is also on that scale. As you We've broken the, the system a lot, uh, <laughs> but we try not to break it. 0 to 10, sometimes question marks using something else as a reference point. That something can be another teen TV show. It could be a movie. It could be chocolate chip cookies. Whatever reason and reasoning you have, we want to hear it. And if that doesn't make sense, you're in luck because me and Sasha will go first. I am going to use something as a basis of comparison that I don't think either of you two will use. So you're welcome. I'm not stealing his chocolate chip (laughs) cookies. Now I'm going to rate this off the U.S. educational system. I think the U.S. education system is very weak and misguided, and it isn't teaching kids what they really need to know. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. I think it's bad. I think... Jay would agree. My husband would agree. I I know that. Oh, I know he would. hates American educational system. Degrassi Next Generation is a 10 out of 10. Send the kids to Degrassi <laughs> High instead of to school, and they'll get a lot more out of it. I owe any goodness in my heart to this show. That's beautiful. That's very poetic. Yeah. All around. I'll go next. Um, I'm going to compare Degrassi, the next generation, to Sex and the City. Show from the mm. same era? Am I wrong? Kind of? Kind of the same years Maybe Sex and the City was before late 90s. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't know. But I know it's close enough in my book. Close enough. Yeah. Sex and the City. Watched a few episodes, mostly for a Shut Up, I Love It episode. Hated it before I saw it, before I knew anything (laughs) about it. 
hated it the same way after I saw all the episodes. Um, Sex in the City 2. Um, yeah, just not for me. Cannot relate. Not enough drama. Even if there's drama, there's nothing that feels real about it. There's not, there's not a world or people that I want to hang out with. Degrassi the Next Generation... As a kid, I would really appreciate it. If I were a kid watching it, I think I would want to hang out with these people. I would want to be part of that world. And I would really, like, in my gut, will feel every moment of it. So, eight. I'll give it eight. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. See, you were all judging me before I even gave you my rating. Eight. <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to throw the Netflix one on it, too. I'll give it a seven, you know? Oh. Yeah, I would watch the Netflix one too, you know, if I had nothing else to do in my life. I would be like, sure, like it's <laughs> so a fun nice. enough experience. But like a strong, strong solid eight for the next generation. Most importantly, Amanda, what about you? Um, so I'm, for my rating system, I'm going to use uh, Zoe 101. I'm not sure if either of you two are familiar with the show, but it was, uh, I think, on Nickelodeon. And it was starring Jamie Lynn Spears. And it was about this uh, school in, like, it was like a boarding school that took place on the Pacific Coast. And it was filmed at Pepperdine. So just, like, beautiful school, beautiful people. Um, everyone had a crush so on beautiful. Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Nobody had sweating problems. Everybody <laughs> had straight hair. <laughs> How dare they? I know. And I watched that show and just felt so like I felt like I was sitting at the lunch table with the popular kids who would never talk to me because um, it just felt so unrelatable and so like fake. I guess. Um, yeah. And I, I felt like either I was like missing out or I was being totally lied to when I watched that show, even though, you know, I like it was fine. Um, whereas like when I watched Degrassi, I felt like there were kids who looked like me on there. I felt like the problems were were deep and were real and even if I wasn't experiencing them I knew somebody at my school who was and it made me sort of feel for them a little bit more um and if things did happen later in life I, I had a very open mind about it and um sort of like Joe was saying that Degrassi made him a better person I think Degrassi really made me an open-minded person and to to take everything with compassion so I would also give Degrassi 10 out of 10. Boom. <sighs> Nailed it. We're all did. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Incredible. Well, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll watch another episode of Degrassi one of these days. It's not that hard. You can find it for free online. Yeah. Yeah, your whole YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, the Pluto TV, or one of those also streams it for free. Yeah, download Pluto mm -hmm. TV. You'll never have an hour go by where you can't watch Degrassi. <laughs> Just try. It's not going to work. <laughs> Amanda, where can our audience find you, or is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, so you can find me um, through my social media. That's pretty much the places that I am. Um my, I have to double check my Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's Amanda M. Core. Um, 
yeah, my Instagram is Amanda Mcore, and then I'm also um, on Twitter at um, Amanda Marie Core. So that's my middle name, and it's Core K O H R. And if anybody is interested in anything else, I have a website that is just AmandaCore.com. So those are the spots. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Joe. What about you? Is there anything you'd like to plug? You know it. Go check out my uh, new newsletter. Just go to JoeCabello.com. You'll find it. There's a lot of great pieces. I just released a piece about Benedetta. Very personal. Very, Very personal. personal. I've never read anything this personal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the last few have been very personal and as of this recording they've been very personal I don't know if right. they'll always be that but um, they're oddly personal <laughs> like it gets deeper and deeper and I mean it literally <laughs> yes yeah, so if that's not a reason to go race to it I don't know what is thank you so much for listening to this episode please follow us at shut up I love it one across all social media Thank you, Elizabeth Sellard, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Walker. No, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs>